Hello and welcome to Pandemic Podcast, a podcast from Tech and Herald in which we focus on COVID-19 and the news around it. I am your host Sandeep Menon. Today is the 29th day of the lockdown in the country. In today's episode, we bring you the ground situation from Bengaluru's Padrayanapura and focus on children's health during the pandemic time. We also listen to a wonder girl who has done things beyond her age selflessly. At the time of recording this at 7am on April 22 Wednesday, according to the data maintained by Tech and Herald, the total number of cases in India has crossed the 20,000 mark with more than 1,500 new cases detected yesterday. At least 640 people have lost their lives due to COVID-19. Among the states, Maharashtra continues to top the charts with 550 new cases yesterday with a total infection of 5218. Gujarat stood second with 2178 cases. Karnataka has 418 cases now and Karnataka government has decided to continue with the lockdown with no relaxations. Meanwhile in Bangalore, a total of 19 new wards have been sealed and containment zones have been formed. The city administrative Brahut Bengaluru Mahanagarapalike has made arrangements to provide the essentials door delivered to the sealed areas. The wards are Singasandra, Hudi, Hormau, Vasanthnagar, Radhakrishna Temple, CV Ramannagar, Ramaswami Palya, Maruti Sevanagar, Damlur, Sudhamanagar, Gurupanapalya, Karisandra, Shakambari Nagar, Bapuji Nagar, Hosahalli, Shivaji Nagar, KR Market, Padrayanapura, Vyatarayanapura and RR Nagar. If you are in any of these wards, call 08061914960 to get the items and medicines delivered to your doorsteps. Meanwhile, a huge controversy erupted after many people reportedly vandalized government properties late on Sunday night and attacked the police in Padrayanapura ward, which was a containment zone. My colleague Varsha Gowda has more on why this happened and what's happening now. Hi, I'm Varsha and I talked to two people from Padarayanpura. 59 people were arrested in connection to the chaos that was created 2 days ago in Padarayanpura, Bengaluru. But what caused this chaos? Kaiser Alum A 40-year-old activist who works for Swaraj Abhiyan in his account said that initially a few people were quarantined and the area was sealed off but there was growing insecurity in the community video nalli ivaga nadita idiyalla adella nodibitte ella nam virudhane irudu anta mindset agide adella media fault adu video inda ella mindset engandre nam nirudhane nadita idilla yaradru valledu bandrunu ಅವರು ಏನ್ ಮಾಡ್ಬಿಡ್ತಾರೋ ಏನಕ್ಕೆ ಬಂದಿರೋದೋ ಅಂತ ಒಂದು ಮೆಂಟಾಲಿಟಿ ಇದೆ He said that the media coverage of the Jamaat incident created deep seated unrest in the community and added to this was the anxiety of acquiring food Kaiser has had difficulty in distributing rations to the area because of restrictions imposed ಹೆಂಗಸರು ಇರೋದು ಅಲ್ಲಿ ಹೆಂಗಸರು ಯಾರು ಇಲ್ಲ ನಮಗೆ ಊಟ ಸಿಗ್ತಾ ಯಾರು ಕೊಡೋರಿಲ್ಲ ಹೆಂಗನ ಮಾಡಿ ಒಳಗಡೆ ಬಂದು ಊಟ ಕೊಟ್ಬಿಟ್ಟು ಹೋಗಿ ಸರ್ ಮೊದಲು ಕೊಡ್ತಾ ಇದ್ರಲ್ಲ ಊಟ ಕೊಡಿ ಸರ್ ಅಂತ ಹೇಳಿದ್ರು 
After the incident on Sunday, they were unable to access food and have been calling him incessantly since. Bhaskar Rao, the Bengaluru Police Commissioner, confirms this lack of access of food. Our observation was that uh, they had no access. And they argued with police personnel when they were restrained to remain within the quarantine zone. S. Varalakshmi, the state president of the Centre for Indian Trade Union and the Anganwadi Workers Association, raised a series of questions in this regard. In a circular that was published by the health department, it is given that those who tested negative could be quarantined at home. The question that arises here is why were those in Padarayanpura asked to be transferred to government quarantine services? I handle the Asha Workers Union, the Midday Meals Union and several other unions for the state. There have been several attacks on health uh, workers. There was one in Sumagatta recently, one in Honnalli. Uh, the Asha worker was forced to undress. None of these attacks were carried out by Muslims and none of them were communalized. Hmm. In an area that houses 49,000 people and 10,000 families, several essential services were absent. There were no public toilets, footpaths constituted only 0.4% of the land and the people who resided in the area were from extremely low socio-economic backgrounds. The government should have communicated in a language that these people would have understood. It is evident that there is a lack of dialogue between the government and the people. S. Varalakshmi concluded with this statement. The chief of Tablighi Jamaat, Muhammad Saad, has appealed to all eligible Marcus event attendees who tested positive and recovered to donate their plasma for plasma therapy being conducted by their respective states. In Tamil Nadu, many such people have already come forward to donate their plasma to help cure more patients. 
the Ministry of Home Affairs on Tuesday announced further relaxations during the COVID-19 lockdown period by allowing shops selling educational books and electric fans and interstate movement of planting materials and honeybee colonies to function. Prepaid mobile recharge utilities and food processing units in urban areas are also exempted from the lockdown norms. The Indian Council of Medical Research on Tuesday asked states to suspend the use of rapid antibody test kit imported from China after at least three state governments, including Rajasthan, complained about huge variations in the findings. Five lakh rapid antibody test kits were imported from China and distributed among the state governments to step up surveillance against COVID-19 outbreak. States began using kits from Monday but found that the outcomes of the tests were inaccurate. Raman Ganga Khedkar, head of Epidemiology and Communicable Disease Department, said all states have been asked to put on hold the rapid antibody testing for COVID-19 for two days, pending an assessment by ICMR experts. The problem seemed to be that the positive samples of RT-PCR showed too much variations when tested by rapid kits in the range of 6 to 71 percentage. Over the next two days, eight institutes of ICMR will carry out field validation of the rapid antibody test and seek replacement for defective kits. While the elderly are the most vulnerable to COVID-19, the ones who need the utmost care these times are the children. My colleague Ahmed Sharif speaks to pediatrician Dr. Prashant on how to keep the children healthy and safe from COVID-19. Joining us today is neonatologist and pediatrician Dr. Prashant. He's the head of department at Motherhood Hospital and also a TEDx speaker. Welcome to the show, doctor. Hey, hi. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for... Uh uh, giving me an opportunity to speak. So the first question would be, how vulnerable are children to coronavirus, doctor? So when we talk about vulnerability, it is like it is same as all of us. So there is no special uh, uh, change in vulnerability when it comes to kids. So they are equally, they are susceptible and at risk like any other human beings who, who could acquire the infection. Mm-hmm. And what can parents do to boost the immunity of children? The most important thing and the best uh, drug on this earth would be the best food, the best air, good air, good quality air, mm-hmm. good water. So these are the three important things and good uh, things to the brain. These are the most important thing which will actually help in increasing the immunity. So in short, I'm trying to tell that mm-hmm. uh, just give a good clean water, boiled and cold water, give good food which is prepared at home with fresh vegetables, green leaves, mm-hmm. and good things uh, to the brain of the baby. So, and good rest and the routine uh, um, things which uh, the kids do, allow them to do that at home. Mm-hmm. And this is the most important thing. And there is no special uh, other medication as such to uh, increase the immunity. Good vegetables, green leaves, fruits, uh, these are the things which we need to concentrate on. And most important thing is this, if you give all this, uh, there is 99% chance of that, you know, you're helping the baby not to acquire any infection, plus you're building up and you're helping them to grow with full potential. Mm-hmm. And also, how prevalent are respiratory disorders among children in cities like, you know, like major cities like Bangalore? And do you think that children with respiratory illness should take extra care at these times, especially? See, the most commonest infection, uh, what we see across the globe is the respiratory infections. 
and uh, gastrointestinal infection that is stomach based infection this is the two commonest infection in the world when we talk about infection in kids so in a city like uh, bangalore where uh, the pollution is is high compared to other cities and the density of population is also high and uh, the closeness uh, and the contact uh, between the uh, you know uh, people uh, in cities like bangalore is high so the chances of acquiring infection will be very high so that's the reason why any infection product might not just be covid 19 uh, if you wash hands frequently if you uh, you know clean up the kids uh, frequently and uh, if you give them uh, good uh, uh, nutrition uh, we can actually help them uh, uh, not to have any infection when it comes to uh, a pandemic like covid 19 what we're facing across the globe now uh the kids with respiratory illness uh that means they did their their uh, respiratory system is already susceptible and are at a high risk uh, because of you know whatever conditions they are comorbid condition whatever they have associated with the respiratory uh, illness in this kids it is very important that we should not allow them to have any sort of respiratory infection if they are exposed or at risk uh it can be little more riskier than other normal kids uh, without the respiratory uh, illness mm-hmm. so so uh, the kids with respiratory illness definitely are at higher risk of having more severe form of complications and consequences and also uh, now it's uh, peak of summer and you know that this season comes with its own uh, problems so what precautions do you advise parents to take especially during these times yeah especially uh, in summers we tend to see a lot of uh, you know diarrhea cases or uh, respiratory illness uh, this is what we see in our day to day practice uh, see the most important thing uh, in summer is you have to hydrate them well with good clean water give them uh, fresh fruit juices like you know watermelon juice marshmallow juices uh, give them um, uh, food which uh, they can easily digest uh the soft uh, diet especially if kids are finding it to have uh, you know um uh, foods uh, which are uh, very difficult to digest uh, so especially in summer one is the food wise uh, give more of liquids uh, then give more of uh, fresh fruit juices like uh, and also coconut water watermelon juice marshmallow juices plus uh, hygiene especially the hand wash frequent hand wash with soap and water and uh, cleanliness within the house and outside the house and educate the kid about washing hands uh, before eating uh, food and these are the few things which uh, parents uh, actually can you know help the kid not to have any infection during uh, summers is there anything more that you want to add to us doctor like uh, any uh, other important yes. tips or any other important uh, things that you would want to uh, bring to focus see the thing is uh, when we talk about uh, you know when we are in an era where you know once in a lifetime we see this type of uh, situation what we are uh, we have come across across the globe the pandemic of uh, infection so this is the time uh, we all need to unite together uh, and as a responsible citizen and a responsible uh, parent uh, it is important that uh, you know um, the only way where we can uh, break a chain when when such type of outbreak happens see for any infection there are three things one is the agent that is the virus 
the host and the human being and the environment. When all three come together, only then the uh, infection spreads. So what has been instructed to us is to stay at home and to wash hands frequently and to maintain social distance. So basically, we are trying to break the chain by interrupting this uh, agent that is the virus the host, the human being, and the environment. So these, these three things, anyway, if you break uh, the chain by washing hands frequently, by maintaining social distancing, and by staying at home, till uh, we see a flatness or the drop in the curve of uh, infection spread. So this is the thing which we need to do focus on at this point of time. Stay home, stay safe, uh, eat good nutrition food, do the routine things, have good physical activity, and uh, feed a good information, be positive, and stay united. Don't get uh, diverted or upset with the wrong fake news. Please have a proper set of uh, information. If you're finding it difficult to get information, you can talk to the uh, respective health workers, uh, respective person from the government. And there are certain dedicated sites, sites like the you know, WHO World Health Organization websites or Government of India Health and Family Welfare websites where you get appropriate information. Thank you for joining with us, uh, Doctor, on this show. Thank you so much and take care. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye. Right. While the children are vulnerable, they can also be the most powerful in many other ways. One such girl is Akila Mariam Varghese, a class 8 girl from Kotem. She explains to my colleague Elsa Brahmani what inspired her to make hand sanitizers at home and what she wants to do with it. This 8th class girl from Kotem actually realized that there were a shortage of sanitizers. And guess what she did? She made her own sanitizers and started to distribute to people. In fact, she's getting everything ready at the moment. Seven liters of homemade sanitizers. But to her frustration, she's not able to find the bottles and the containers to fill them in and give it to people for free. Joining us from Kotem, in fact, is Annika. Annika, just tell us what yes. inspired you to make home sanitizers and, uh, and what gave you the idea of, of, of distributing it for free. Because now is, a, now is a really good time to stay hygienic because, you know, um, because COVID is spreading around. And I feel that we should, we should give sanitizers to everybody because not many people can afford it. 100 ml of sanitizers cost 125 rupees and I want to give it out to free. I want to make it an initiative to make sure that it does not spread more. Right. And uh, is there any particular moment or any... Uh, a particular instance when you realized that oh this is the need of the hour and uh, and thought about uh, making your own sanitizers when the lockdown came i realized how dire the situation was and since i was already free and it was my summer holidays i thought i might as well do something with it something productive wonderful and did you learn this before or this is, is this something that you learned uh, as you decided to make the sanitizers how when did you learn it actually when did you learn to make once I decided to make sanitizers, I looked online for a recipe and I saw the recipe and then I posted it and I got a doctor's opinion on it to see if it will be effective and right. I realized it was. Okay. Just uh, for our benefit, uh, can you describe uh, how to make home sanitizers or your method of making it? How did you make it? Um, you should use one cup of aloe vera gel and use double the alcohol, but use 90% alcohol or spirit because 
that alcohol is more efficient than the home alcohol and it helps kill the germs so then you mix both of that up and then you bottle it you put some perfume oil because the alcohol smell is very strong right. and then you bottle it and which one do you use you which know. particular uh, uh, essential oil or perfume oil do you use i use different types of oil like i have i have a i have different types of oil in my house so which, whatever i can find i use like rose lavender petal etc and uh, you said you made 7 liters of the oils and uh, uh, what what's your plan uh, to distribute how are you going to do that okay my plan to distribute the sanitizer is i'm going to distribute 50 bottles in the etamanur bus stand on the 1st of may 50 okay. bottles in front of kottayam district hospital 50 bottles in front of malayalam manorama office 50 bottles in nagambaram bus stand okay and all the remaining in varishari junction right anyone anyone at home helping you at first i got a bit of help from my mother but now i'm trying to do it on my own okay and uh, there's also a little mention of you uh, you know uh, doing something for a company i mean for the hand sanitizers for a company and then using the funds to kind of help the poor can you just explain about that i'm selling it to my grandfather's company it's called midas okay. um a uh, mileage it produces rubber and i'm charging for i sell i gave 8 liters of sanitizer for rupees 3000 uh, 3800 yeah. for 100 ml it is 50 rupees but i'm charging it for uh, for 100 rupees okay so what are you going to do with that money you're going to you're going to make more sanitizers sanitizers and distribute it for free yeah i'm going yes that is what i'm going to do okay and uh, is there any other um, Uh, anyone else, or uh, you know, that that you're going to kind of uh, you know bring into this, or is it something that you want to do on your own completely? I'm going to try my best to do it on my own, but to uh, to transport it as uh, transport it, I might take some help. Okay, Anika, thank you very much, and uh, just just for the listeners' uh, uh, benefit, uh, your school and uh, where you where, you know where you are from. I'm from Kottayam, and I study in Life Valley International School, Pudupalli. Okay, thank you, thank you, Anika. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you for interviewing me. Every little act of kindness matters, and that was Ankita Mariam Vargis, aspiring to spread kindness through sanitizers. Wait, did I say spread kindness? My colleague Ahmed has something to say on the same. Let's listen to him. What maketh a human? In times of distress and gloom, it's the human soul that lights the way ahead, whether it's feeding the stray or putting an extra effort to give masks to others. In the times of COVID-19, where fear and uncertainty rage on, there are also heroes of myriad kinds. We want to bring the stories of such heroes to you with our Spread Kindness campaign, staying true to Deccan Herald's philosophy, the power of good. We invite you to share with us the stories of kindness that you see around or are part of. You can also share a COVID-19 related problem that needs immediate attention. Do write to us at spreadkindness@deccanherald.co.in. Check out the stories of kindness on www.deccanherald.com. Remember, every simple act of kindness is a story worth sharing in this time of crisis. Stay safe and take care. Thank you.
That is it in this episode of the Pandemic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and many of your other favorite platforms. Do share this podcast with your friends, family and on social media. For the latest on COVID-19 and other news, log on to www.deckandherald.com. You can also follow our social media handles on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Check out our e-paper at deckandheraldepaper.com. To be updated on the go, follow our Telegram channel t.me/deckandheraldnews for instant updates and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Take care, stay safe, stay indoors.